<laughs> that really wasn't that funny. It was. That was really funny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to start crying in a minute. <laughs> what? My sandwich. That sounds like a really bad love song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're live now, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that being sung by like Celine Dion. You're the meat in my sandwich. <laughs> we were just saying how it's uh, Shayna sandwich. Because I'm in the middle. I'm always in the middle. And we're always really close to Andy's face. We're right up Andy's nose today. I can't. Uh, it's a bit scary. I'm kind of stuck in there. I'm in the car. I've just been, I've, I've just had a business meeting. So um running between stuff today. I'm running at the arse end of everything, but it's all good. Okay, excellent. Right, well, we have a topic today. I'm just going to have a little check as usual that we're in oh we're in the right group excellente now i've lost the post shona have you got the post yeah i've got it here okay well so i thought what what would be really useful to people and what really holds people back and i think a lot of that is limiting beliefs so i put up a little post in the group and oh now i can't get rid of him um pretty Pretty big feedback, right? A lot of messages on that. Mm, loads of comments. Gosh, we were just inundated. Uh, okay, so do we want to do we want to start? Yeah, do you want me to just read out the first one? Yeah. Right. So Mia or Maya says, "What holds me back?" Or is it time- Siobhan? Who knows? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> definitely not Siobhan. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I can read um, what holds me back is trying to be in a muscle gaining phase and instantly wanting to cut back when I see my six pack becoming slightly less visible and Emma's like <laughs> I can't relate because I always have abs and I don't remember the last time I didn't see them no I, d- Emma, I do remember the last time I didn't see them I said I I, what did I say? Can't relate. Said, but I was joking. I, I was joking because I think anyone who's been lean can relate to that. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Andy? I have to say, I read that and I was thinking like what helped me and the huge thing that helped me was working with Andy. Mm. I think I think we do need to, something that we've obviously tried to do with everybody who commit to six, etc., is moving people away from scale weight. Like, scale weights, I've, I've, we've been having our committed check-ins yesterday and today and finally made a breakthrough with one of them that they're ditching the scales. And, like, that, for me, is probably one of the biggest mindset shifts that you can make is getting rid of the scales, especially when it comes to building muscle. Like, you unfortunately have to understand that if you're going to build muscle you are going to get what many people class as being fluffy um, which just means that you're going to put a little bit of body fat on uh, you can negate the amount of body fat that you do put on though so you don't need to go mental with calories um, but ditching the scales and using things like progress markers of like strength so how much you're lifting how many reps you're doing um you know your performance if you play sport you know all these little different bits and pieces you know there are there are more there are more um markers of progress than just the scale and when well, yeah, it comes and what to this group is, is all about scale, right this is, this is the mirror 
Does she need to get rid of the mirror as well? Yes. Blindfold yourself. No, but I, I think get, what this is all about, right, is this group is feeling how you feel. That's yeah. what's important. And realistically, if you have a goal of building muscle, then you will have to put on a little, little bit of body fat. Not a huge amount, but yeah. that's kind of part of the process if you've been very lean. So I think I've been having this discussion a lot recently with people that are maybe overweight and are like, right, so if I want to build muscle, I need to be in a surplus. No. If, if you're at the stage where you're very lean, for example, this person has visible abs, right? If you're there, then the likelihood is to put on a decent amount of muscle yeah, you're going to have to put on a little bit of body fat with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just looking at her picture. She has the best hair. So no one like is caring about your abs. That hair is amazing. She's got like really, really curly hair. It's just gorgeous. Anyway, sorry. Oh, there you go. That's nice. And then there's a, <laughs> there's a comment under that, isn't there? From Carolina. Uh... Uh, no not underneath that one but carolina has has commented something else underneath okay because i thought they were sort of related okay i'll read it out uh patience um i know that results will not come fast i need to be patient and enjoy the process but not seeing any changes is holding me back and making me want to step back rather than focus on what i am doing and as mia said cut and bulk cycle i want to minimize fat loss i did it and now i'm entering into a bulking phase from maintenance and when i do not see any muscle growth overnight i think about doing a cut again i listened to your podcast about this and it kind of helped me to focus my mindset on one thing not jump from one thing to another and it still holds me uh, back and i'm just stuck in a closed cycle i think that's so common like i definitely did that for a long time i was like oh, I'm going to bulk for six weeks. And then I was like, hmm, I'm just going to cut again because I feel uncomfortable. So I think part of it, there's there's a bit of give and take here. Part of it is accepting that you're going to have to put on a little bit of body fat. But mm. the other part is not bulking like an idiot and putting on so much body fat that you are genuinely uncomfortable. Now, mm-hmm. when I, like, that's not quite, I mean, that's that seems simple, but in practice, it's quite hard to know exactly where that line is. Not that it's an exact line, but... I think it's very it's very easy to just think, well, I do feel uncomfortable, so I should diet again. Well, the fact is, any change is uncomfortable initially. Like, of course, your body feels different, so it's going to be slightly uncomfortable. But it won't always feel uncomfortable. Like, even I put on a ridiculous amount of weight with my back, so like 30 pounds. And genuinely, I was quite comfortable at that weight by the time, like, because I'd been there for so long. Like, you get comfortable where you are. Change is what feels uncomfortable. So you kind of got to get used to the fact that at least for a period of time, you will feel slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, I think um, I think building muscle at, for, personally and also monitoring what clients feel as well. I actually think building muscle is probably a more frustrating time than actually cutting. Um, oh, 100%. It's, I think people kind of think that bulk, building muscle is going to be easy when in actual fact it's a, it's a slow-ass process. And you've got to, as exactly as you said, Emma, you've got to be, you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's the the unfortunate, the unfortunate crux of the problem. Um, and people, it's a little bit like, you know, we have this thing about creatine all the time about, oh, I get water retention with creatine. And you're like, yeah, but you need to ride out the first couple of weeks and then watch your body get itself back to normal. 
right? like the water retention will sort of ease off. But people are just like, oh no, I can't take it. I've taken a week. I've put on three pounds mm. of water. I need to stop taking creatine. Like you're chucking the baby out with the bathwater. I'd I'd say that's a good that's a good um, tip for you, Sean. I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater when you have the baby. Yeah, um, I was I was okay. gonna say, Shona probably wouldn't be able to relate to her body changing very much. So let's move on because she probably has nothing to add. Uh, no, I can't relate at all, and it's been a very, very, very long time since I've seen my abs. Um, but do you know what? Like, I, I actually, it's not something that I've personally ever gone through. Like, I've done one big, big cut in my life, um, and do you know what? I really didn't like it. I don't like feeling tiny, and I don't like feeling, because um, well, the first thing I noticed that I was just dead weak, like. Um, I, I couldn't do any of the cool stuff that I like doing. I wasn't strong. I was just little. And that, that to me, is like a feeling that I don't like. But I, I totally get that a lot of women, especially, want to feel like tiny little fragile creatures. Uh, it's just something that I have never liked. Sorry, so. I'm just a strong, powerful woman. So, <laughs> can't relate. Can't, exactly, can't relate. Like, I I like the feeling of like, see when like I'm I'm having to be like in that space where I'm building muscle and like it kind of this is gonna sound weird it sits where the muscles should sit (laughs) so it just makes you look bigger you you bully bully Paul don't you you (laughs) ain't all the strength and you just throw Paul around around the house I love it for me for me like how I perform in the gym and how strong I am is like definitely more important with more important than like how lean I am definitely and I, I just think that that to me is like a is a mindset because I could I could be just like everyone else and not like the other girls and and want to be tiny but it just isn't something that I really enjoy f- the feeling of yeah I like that and I like yeah. that mindset as well strong mm-hmm. mindset yeah Did you know I, I learned a new word today metacognition Okay. Do you know what it means? No. It's the awareness and understanding of one's own thought processes. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Right, so yeah, that's meta, isn't it? Yeah, which is obviously so useful. And I think Mm -hmm. that kind of comes to the, exactly what we're talking about today with these like self-limiting beliefs. It's like understanding Mm -hmm. your own thought processes and then you can question them because normally when you do break them down and question them you're like right this this limiting belief doesn't hold any truth to it and it's not helping me yeah yeah why why does it always stress you out when you get the tiniest little bit of body fat why and I just think like remember you said (laughs) ask yourself why three times yeah, because okay, right, why? let's say, let's play it, right? So Okay. Why does why? it Okay, ask uh-huh. ask me. Okay. Oh, I don't know where this is gonna go. Right, okay. This is gonna right, okay, so we're gonna go into realms here that this yeah. Actually let's ask Andy. Um, I uh, I, my my signal's going. My signal's going. Oh, <laughs> oh no. All right. Joking, Andy doesn't really. want a therapy. I just, session I'm not today. to answer the question. <laughs> okay, okay. Why does it freak you out when you gain the slightest bit of body fat? It doesn't freak me out. Okay, I'll ask Emma. Emma, 
<laughs> Sorry, was the answer supposed to be yes? Yeah, no, but Andy, you sent us a picture of yourself looking very handsome in a kilt and you said you felt fat. Oh, that was being jo- I was joking. Okay, that's fine, because you look joking. I'm a, uh, I'm a god. I'm a strong, <laughs> confident man. <laughs> right, okay, so probably, like, what do you think would be the answer to that then, Emma? Like, why do you think... Okay, so I'll answer Emma many years ago. And mm-hmm. I guess for me, there was a, maybe a couple of things. Like, I actually think I tied a lot of my self-worth to it but not just that mm-hmm. but like I thought that the only reason that people wanted to work with me was because I was really lean and like that's what I was known for was having great abs so mm-hmm. there was like quite a lot of my identity attached to that so I think there was like a, a huge pressure to maintain that physique now mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me so much and I genuinely think one of the things that helped me was just like being forced to do it with an injury like there wasn't really a, a way around it and then realizing that like you can I guess you have to break it down to okay I'm worried about putting on fat why possibly because you're worried you then won't be able to lose it again like is that is that what you're worried about because if it's changeable then surely what's the worry like you put on a bit of fat you don't like it you lose it again worst case scenario you mm-hmm. you know how to do it you've proved to yourself you can do it now because you're in shape so mm-hmm. what's what's the stress and I think when you keep sort of breaking it down like that you're like oh, okay right if if I did put on too much body fat when I was bulking I could diet again because I've just mm-hmm. proven to myself that I'm successful at dieting so I think just reminding yourself of that and again it comes back to like questioning your own self-talk or your own limiting beliefs or just just kind of like wrong beliefs that mm-hmm. I don't know something bad is going to happen if you put on body fat or that it will spiral out of control and you'll be right back to where you started. Like, I think this happens a lot with clients we've had that have lost a lot of weight and then we bring them up to maintenance and they're a little bit worried about putting on like a kilogram or two kilograms. And even though they've lost 20 kilograms and they think that that's just going to be like on the road back to where they were again. So I think breaking that down and realizing like you did all this hard work, you achieved all of this you know how it works as well. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a mistake. You understand mm. what you did and why you did it. And you have the power to do it again if you need to, if you want to. But equally, you won't need to. Like, you're not you're not going to let yourself get back into that position again. So, yeah, I think just, again, yeah, questioning yourself. Mm. Yeah, love it. Okay, um, Getting to comfortable changes and wanting more, but having 30 years of programming saying I don't matter and I'm not enough that I constantly work through to just function as average, let alone outstanding. Oh, poor Jenny. There's like, there's been a lot of answers like that, hasn't there? Yeah, some people like, where's the one? In fact, where's the one that's like a list of horrible things that have been said to her? Oh, do you want me to read this one out? This one's Yeah, is it Lisa? It's Natalie Jade. Okay. Um, okay, so part of what holds me back is other people's comments, opinions. I've been told on more than one occasion the following. With the amount you train, how aren't you fitter? You know you're only going to give up. You're not serious enough about it. You've been on a diet your whole life. You can't do it. Remember when you could run 5K faster than you are now? You're lift weights because you're too lazy to do cardio. That's why you're thick set and not slim yet. Fucking hell. Honestly, like, um, I'm like, who are these people? 
Is that not your friend? Is this a whole host of people? Because I'm pretty sure somebody, there's a few few folk that deserve a broken jaw at the moment. And like, send someone said to that. Someone said that to me. I fucking bitch slap them. Like I'm sorry. That is that's honestly wow. Like I'm sitting here. I kind of bit. I'm not going to say I'm. I can't speak. But Jesus wept. It's mm. difficult to kind of translate that. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. And Jesus, the wee donkey. And the wee man. The wee man. Yeah, and this this poor Natalie Jade, her also her last coach said um, that they were disappointed in her. <laughs> straight straight away, they can, we now know why it was your last coach, because you sacked yeah. them. They were shite. Yeah, um, you'd hope yeah, so. But do you know, I don't do know, you like, why wouldn't... This is what I didn't get as well, like, more gen- generally. Actually, this is quite apt. So, oh, I don't know how to say this without it being really obvious who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, just Go like, for it. No, I okay, think... Was it was it Shona? No. <laughs> or was it, it might me? have been. Which one? No, it was uh it's something that happened recently that that just made me realise like how many how amazing my mates are now. And I think like I guess as you grow up, like you weed out the ones that aren't positive. I literally just surrounded by people that are positive. Like even if they don't really know what I do or are particularly interested in what I do, they're excited because I'm excited and I'm exactly the same with my friends. But I think there are, like, you do get some, I just can't understand the reason why, but, like, negative comments or, and if they're friends, then I guess, like, why why are you still hanging out with them? If they're what did always... they say? You didn't tell us what they said. I can't, unfortunately. Oh, okay, you can tell us, you can tell me and Andy afterwards. I, I, I think it's, I think comments like that says a lot more about the person saying them than you actually who's listening to them um you know if unfortunately i think due to the fact that i played a lot of sport i got quite a thick skin so um i'm kind of lucky in that respect so things like that kind of glance off me and i don't really i'll choose what i listen to it's like similar to what you said there emma about like getting rid of sort of ne- like sort of drains on your drains in your life of people who just suck the living life out of you um like you can pick and choose who you're friends with like and if it's family you know something like that if that's family i'm sorry but i don't i would 100 percent be like i'd be taking them aside and giving them an absolute ear bollocking for that like yeah. that's i mean it i would be, hate it could be family think. it could be like her partner you you never know if it's a partner then leave that, yeah time to go but um, i mean even like as as the person saying that if my friend ever came to me and said like oh that that thing you said to me or the way you were that day like that really upset me it actually like ruined my mood for the rest of the day like i would be distraught if that had happened like you want, you want to, you I don't know, you want people to leave you better than when they found you, or feeling more positive than when they found you. Mm. But I think what was yep. interesting about my experience the other week was it left me with, and without any effort actually, like genuinely, so grateful for, like the friends I do have, or the people, not even just like friends, but like the people I do have in my life and how positive mm. they are. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, I've just not experienced that for like so long that it was mm. like kind of a shock yeah. do you know what once happened to me um so my dad uh passed away from cancer and I met up with a friend 
like maybe about a month after and um she was like okay so how are you and obviously I'm going to talk about what has just happened to me who I've just lost and uh, I told her like uh, it actually felt really good to have someone to talk to about it and I came away feeling good and then she messaged me afterwards and said um, she said no. oh do you know what Shona like I felt so shit after seeing you like I felt so depressed and like I've not felt like that in such a long time and I was like I like I was actually speechless do you ever and see it, this person ever again never never right good because like, no, no one no one has ever like done that to me and and I always like pride myself as being someone who can be other my friend's shoulder to cry on and I just thought like she'd she'd arranged to meet up obviously I'm going to talk about it I was really I was still really I was grieving I was really upset and all she could think about was how bad it made her feel and it's a horrible 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 feeling for someone to say oh wow you're such a drain like and and I think like that might be something we could talk about as well as is that toxic positivity is that people like people see me as like someone who's always really positive and someone who like makes people laugh but you can't actually realistically be like that all the time and I'd gone through a really horrible time and then for her to be like oh Shona like you're I don't go to you for that like I go for you to you for laughs and like going out for a night out we don't do that together I was like you've got to take the, the good and the bad and that's not even the bad like actually that's a huge like it's not like you're moaning about the fact that your boyfriend's not taking out the bins or some shit. Like, I'd actually be, I'd actually be very, um, I'd be quite honoured if somebody came and spoke, wanted, wanted to tell me their stuff about that. I would actually be like, do you know what? I, 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 I'd probably be a bit humbled by the fact that they chose me to to be able to speak to. Kenny, mm-hmm. Kenny means that, you know, you actually obviously thought a bit more of the friend and actually probably they deserved and mm. hence the reason they're now no longer a friend so yeah. like it's it's you you generally surround yourself with people who you align you how you think not even how you think but how you live your life and you know how you um how positive you are you know and i think people are very 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 are, are hang on too long to people who are drains around them so mm. if you have people in your like life who really suck the life out of you sometimes it's maybe better just to take a step back not, not saying like not seeing them at all but take a step back and just you know see them once a month once every six months mm. maybe once a decade something like that might work but um <laughs> yeah i think you're yeah, right like it's so we always talk about this in commit to six like positivity is contagious but so is negativity like and yeah. even to a larger extent, like generally your beliefs about things, like important things and your values are contagious, I think. Like if you mm-hmm. surround yourself with people that believe a certain thing, you start sort of believing similar things to they do, to what they do. Um, so I've just looked up what toxic positivity is because I wanted to touch on it because we, we speak so much in this free group, but also in Commit Sticks about being positive. And mm. I'm always quite aware that I don't want to be like, no you have to be positive even when things are shit like that is not what we mean but what we do mean is like yeah we'll be here to pick to pick you up when things are shit but then we're going to help you find a solution so it's not just always about being negative and i think with the positivity like really what we're talking about is 
oh, it's raining outside. That's not an excuse to have a shit day. Like little Mm -hmm. mundane stuff that happens throughout your day. You can choose how you respond to that. Like you can choose to be positive about the fact you have to go for a walk in the rain. Mm. But we're certainly not saying like you need to choose to be positive when your dad's just died of cancer. Like no, that there's a slight difference there. Yeah, I I actually think that I've come a long way with toxic positivity. I think that it is something that you do to yourself rather than something that people do to each other. Because initially, what I thought it was was like, um, oh no, like I've opened my cupboard and my gaviscon has spilled everywhere, and someone going, well, at least you've got a cupboard. Can't relate. I thought, initially, I thought that was toxic positivity because I was like, no, I just want to complain about my gaviscon that spilled all over the floor and I want you to listen to me. But no, I think I think what it really is is like, is you thinking that, um, like you denying emotions, like denying, um, like say you're like feeling shame or guilt or sadness or like frustration and then just being like, no, 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 everything's fine. And that is not going to help anything. Like Emma always talks about leaning into emotions. Um, and, and when you start to deny your reality and deny like the emotions you feel, that's when you start to do things like um, emotionally numb yourself, think- yeah. Numb yourself, yeah. Rather than actually being like, oh, right, okay, so what's going on here? Why are you feeling this? Uh, unpacking it that way. It's like yeah. forced gratitude, isn't it? Like, Mm, you can't force things like that. You can be more mindful or aware of things and then realise, like, how grateful you are for them. And I do think that that, again, like, even without consciously doing it, like, it it sort of becomes part of who you are. So you might have to make a bit of effort initially to notice the things that you're grateful for. But, like, I didn't really think about turning that negative situation into a positive. Like it, I was just like, actually, I've not, I've not left that situation feeling negative. I've actually left it feeling so positive for what I do have without having to like sit and reframe that. So I guess if anyone's like at a stage now where when anything negative happens, they do really have to work hard to sort of reframe it and get their head around it. I think it gets easier or it certainly has for me. Mm-hmm. I think you do. I think the more, the more you do that, the more, the automatic reaction is to look for the the silver line into the dark cloud um i think it's something that you know that's i've always been that way i don't i i, I hate the sort of toxic positivity chat of just trying to cut gloss over everything when you know shit's going shit's going wrong and you're just trying to hide stuff because that's you're kind of being disingenuous and that's just being disingenuous to ourselves more than anything yeah. else yeah. like you're just all you're doing is you're just you're hiding away like if i've got like i'm very very i'm i'm very lucky i have a really small circle of friends like close friends um it's and me. like i know for yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, circle. I i know for a fact like if i had to get something off my mind that i couldn't speak to laura about i would come and speak to one of you guys when you listen and i'd be able to just sort of just chat shit at you um but you know, it's something I've always done. Something I've always done is always looked on the brighter side of stuff just because life's too fucking short. Like, life's too short to to, to stay negative. Like, you see people who are like that and I genuinely, I'm kind of, I don't understand how they live a life. Like, how does somebody who's negative all the time live a life? It must be fucking miserable. Yeah. Like, so miserable where, you know, yeah, shit might be happening. Your bloody 
front window might be smashed, your door's falling off its hinges, but well, what you can go and get it fixed and you can find something else to look for. Do like, you guys ever do this when you feel like stressed or overwhelmed or like you worry about a certain decision you're making as if it's like the biggest decision ever, but then you just think about how small your whole life is in the grand scheme of the universe and how like you're literally just like a flash of light in the whole universe and that actually nothing you do has really any importance whatsoever and I think sometimes people find that like really demotivating but I just find it so freeing I'm like okay so even if I make the worst decision right now it's really not that bad and no one's ever going to remember (laughs) oh do you see that's interesting yeah I really like see the thought and the thought of like life ending and then that being like never ending endingness if you know what I mean like that was a, really, that was a really bad film from the 80s the never ending <laughs> endingness <laughs> still going <laughs> but yeah that idea really fucking terrifies me but I think as soon as I have a baby I won't care about that anymore because then I'll be worried about their life rather than my own never ending 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 this (laughs) i think you'll yeah i think people you'll you'll kind of embrace life you'll embrace life how the people around you do as well and you'll exactly as you positivity and negativity are both infectious and you'll know who and what to surround yourself with and Mm. like you know we are like i count myself as being extremely lucky that you know both of you are ultra positive um buzzing at all times and you know it's it is it is infectious so even if i am feeling a little bit bleh i just if we're doing a podcast on this straight away you're like you're energized you're like this is going to be fun and to be fair like i very rarely feel like i actually had a i had a meeting earlier on and the guy i've not seen the guy for a couple for about a year and a half and he was asking me oh so how'd you get on during the pandemic and stuff i was like yeah I goes, the first one was quite difficult. I goes, I found it quite tough. I goes, um, I've never, ever had any mental health problems in the, but before. But I can only imagine this is what it would be like to be to feel depressed. Um, like, I can only imagine, like, because I had no structure to my day. I had no, I had no, there was no productivity because I obviously wasn't working. I was trying to try, just find my feet about just being, obviously moved down to Laura's dad's for four months. So having you guys around made that much easier um having you guys around having laura there made things much easier because you know you were always there to bounce stuff off to chat about you know we have a little bit we have a we have a serious laugh on the commit to six whatsapp the coaches group um stuff some of the stuff that goes up in there uh, and some extremely philosophical chats as well god but, yeah um, last night yeah. got quite deep didn't it it did, it did. <laughs> Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's you surround yourself with the people that that um, that help you, and exactly as you said, Lord Emma, um, um, is that you want to leave That's people okay. in Just a better call me place. Your fiance's name. I know. At least I can call you Shona or somebody else. Um, <laughs> Dad. Else <laughs> Are we going back to that meeting that you put up and commit to sex group? What can you say at sex, uh, during sex, but also at dinner? <laughs> Dad! <laughs> <laughs> that grew legs, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, but God. yeah, no, nah, I, I, 
it's all about the people you surround yourself with, and you know you'll you'll find out very quickly how these people are, what these people are, and how their personalities affect you for the good or the bad. And I think people need to be just a bit more proactive about either running with it or potentially stepping back a little bit and moving away from these people that that kill kill your mood. Yeah, yeah and I'm absolutely positive that if someone said one of the things to us that they said to Natalie Jade, all three of us would be like, you are a really, really sad, miserable, low self-esteem person. Like, you, I know it's awful, like, and I can understand why she's taking it personally, but a happy person does not say stuff like that. Nah. That's so spot on. A happy person does not say stuff like that. No. Nah. No. Nah. They're massively insecure and they hate their lives. So, oh well, what a shame. But that's why I always think when people like troll on the internet as well, I'm like, you have a, you have something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And also far too much time on your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, like Andy's point so spot on. And I think mm-hmm. genuinely one of the best things about Commit to Six is having other people who have got through those limiting beliefs like that don't let them hold them back anymore and and that is contagious as well like the belief that you can reach your goals and not just that belief that everyone has but also the action and the proof of it that's hugely beneficial if you're working towards like a physique goal for example Mm -hmm. right do you want to do the next uh comment okay let's have a look um Uh, feeling rubbish with the menopause, migraines, and exhausted, so I don't feel like working out, however much I want to. Uh, Nikki's there. I'm with there. I'm with you there. Poor sleep due to night sweats. Also really struggling with motivation, but really need to lose for the fifteen pounds I've gained over the last year. Oh, that's really tough. Yeah. I'm not, like it is tough during the menopause, and actually, from a purely I don't know, training, nutrition, physiology perspective, there isn't that much different you need to do. But the support that you might need during that time, because it's genuinely a hell of a lot harder, mm-hmm. that's really the difference. So when if you're like looking on the internet for a menopause training program or a specialist diet for the menopause, like that's probably a load of horseshit. What you probably need is a bit more support at the moment. And... Yeah, like I don't, I don't think there's anything unique or extra that we wouldn't be doing for someone who's not going through the menopause either. Um, yeah. Maybe amending goals slightly, really focusing on taking the pressure off yourself, really focusing on getting sleep in when you can. Because that, you know, if your sleep is impact, everything is harder. It's much harder to stick to your diet. Trying to make things as easy as possible for yourself and just stop being so hard on yourself I guess like give yourself a bit of a break your body's going through a hell of a lot you're going through a hell of a lot mm-hmm. there was a program on last night with Davina McCall I, I put it on record I'm going to watch it uh, apparently it's really really good um oh, it's a documentary sex myths and the menopause and basically um it's about uh obviously every woman goes through it and but not everyone is able to access correct information about it which is absolutely ridiculous um so maybe it's worth watching that oh and yeah but i, I love- think there's so much misinformation about it and even mm-hmm. like i don't like to like bash gps but 
some of the because I like well because we work with so many people like we hear from a lot of GPs via people as in like mm-hmm. this is what my GP told me to do this is what my GP told me to do this was the lack of support I got blah 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 and you just think like there should be way more support and especially as you're saying it's something that every single woman who lives past whatever age will go through well we had we remember we had one was it a couple three or three commit to six ago who got told by her gp that she didn't need the hrt although she was going through the menopause well i mean i guess what's hard is that yeah in some cases like you like women shouldn't take hrt for example mm. if they've got a heightened yeah. risk of certain cancers and things like that but yeah interesting, interesting. Maybe, maybe needs to be explained better though from the GDP. yeah i think that's what it is it's the lack of explanation like we're not going to give you hrt because this yeah i think also as well like uh for something that is it's it's very much like um um, um menstruation like it's something that women seem to throw at themselves and hold like they so hard on themselves about it it's something that you cannot control like you've got no control over that like your time of the month is going to be there and like being hard on yourself because you have that has got like just and it must be so like i can't relate it must be extremely tough because it's something that obviously may you may feel impinging (laughs) sorry but shana looks like she's about to cry (laughs) She's in the emotional stage of pregnancy now. She was like, this is such an emotional... I'm just really... I'm really moved by how empathetic Andy is being right now. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? Like, It's like something that happens and you have no control over it, but you're ultra hard on yourself for it like i just like i think it's it's definitely the difference between like males and females is that females take much more ownership even of stuff that they can't control whereas a bloke just goes meh whatever just get on with so yeah we know that you're so right andy we know that based on how many women um beat themselves up and go to the doctor about not being able to get pregnant when Mm. a 50 percent of the problem is men 50 percent whereas it's like they're probably we're talking about 80 90 percent of women will be the ones that go to the doctor about it um so yeah you're so right mm. that's interesting so yeah i have this discussion with emil sometimes and he's very much of the thought process which i agree with to an extent but actually i hadn't thought about it in the way that andy's just said it that we should all take responsibility for every single one of our actions, even if they're not our fault, because like at least you can then do something about it, right? So you sort of you you take on the responsibility because then you can action something. But I think the problem comes, and that maybe there is a bit of a gender um, difference here, and obviously that's a huge stereotype, but let's just roll with it that I think a lot of women do internalize like too much of the hard stuff but then don't internalize their success it's like I think a lot of people are guilty of this generally is like oh a failure that's my fault oh oh I did something really well complete luck like you got a promotion yeah but I mean it's only because I've been here for ages whatever you got fired your fault you got fired because the 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 pandemic happened and your company went bust totally your fault should have done better at work but you got a promotion because you've worked your freaking ass off and you were the best person for the job 
Probably, right, probably right place, down to right, luck. Right place, right time. Yeah, yeah. Just knew 100%. the right people, really. Yeah, I think it is. It's it's, it's that. Um, I think with I think with males, we don't think that much. I think that's probably, and I think that at times obviously works in our favour. We don't. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. So it's whereas with with certainly with like having you is that Paul is, is Paul getting that as well is he? What? Not think. No, no. He's he's a he's an overthinker as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. It must just be me then. Yeah. <laughs> but I would definitely like because like for instance, Laura, she's. Up, she she oh she way overthinks so like telling her like stop like, she's sitting up at like one o'clock in the morning still thinking you're like woman just get to bloody bed like sh- stop mm-hmm. thinking about stuff and whereas I'm the complete opposite stop I'm thinking stop it thinking. must be so nice to sleep the peaceful sleep of a straight white man <laughs> <laughs> the privilege you know what I mean you have you have the privilege of not having to think about stuff. The You're privilege so pillow. It's called the privilege pillow. It's the privilege pillow. pillow. <laughs> Sell that the as a sleeping pill. Dreams. White privilege as a sleeping pill. White male privilege. <laughs> we were talking about pronouns yesterday, weren't we? Because I think it's just come up on Instagram that you can put in your pronouns. And we were thinking... Have you done it? Uh, No. But I think I will, you know? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Um. So, how do you do it? I don't actually know. No, I don't know. It hasn't asked me to do it, but maybe, maybe I will. I think it's a nice thing because if it's um, you're just basically showing solidarity with trans people, aren't you? Like... Well, that's what I think of it. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone is like confused about to, if they want if I should be using she or her when referring mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, we spoke about this yesterday, but if it if it literally is minimal effort for me and it makes someone else feel good, like, why do I care? Yeah. It's just a no-brainer. You'd just do it, wouldn't you? And mm-hmm. I think it, if you put it yourself in someone else's shoes or maybe, like, a trans person's shoes who is possibly unaware of how you're going to react to them if they say, I'm trans or just generally your thoughts on that and, we, and it's basically just like you know instead of having like an lgbtq plus community flag on my forehead it's just like i think yeah like you you are accepted here i'm never living that there am i what the L- the gb community <laughs> <laughs> the olympic rings Woo-hoo! Oh. no i think it's a great thing Agreed. Okay, do we have another comment? Yeah, okay, let's get one up. Um, I think I take it to extremes. I can be really good and feeling great for weeks, then my head goes, this is too hard, even though it's not, and I'm not restricting myself majorly. You only live once, just be fat and happy. Then I fall off uh, for a week or two, then end up on the same place I started. This has been happening for at least three years now. Okay. This is a bit of a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. interesting that you're like, even though I don't feel restrictive, restricted, restricted, mm-hmm. yeah. you still feel that way. Like, even just a little bit restricted. It's like maybe just having any sort of discipline rather than just YOLO, YOLO, 
you know you only live yeah, one it's like are you putting pressure on yourself to meet something by a certain date or something like that mm-hmm. i yeah i don't know you can genuinely get to a place and i know it's kind of hard to imagine for a lot of people depending on where you are where you really don't have to make much conscious effort to do these behaviors now when i say like oh it's easy to maintain a good physique it's only easy to maintain it because of the way you're thinking about the behaviors that maintain that physique so like i find it really easy to maintain my physique because i i really enjoy going to the gym i get the benefit of eating well like it makes me feel good the things that actually give me a good physique i enjoy doing and they aren't an effort to me i think it will always if you put those things as being really hard and really unenjoyable it will always be hard and unenjoyable to get those results whereas if you can find a way to fit these things in your life in an enjoyable way without the pressure on them then that's how you're going to get like maintainable and enjoyable results yeah it's like that thing that we answered the other day about or you and Catherine discussed sorry about having goals and goals getting in the way yeah. rather than enjoying exercising because of how it makes you feel yeah and, or the whole and, point and, of like sorry go ahead yeah and just having that discipline in your life like I actually enjoy feeling disciplined I enjoy it it carries forward into other areas of my life I'm like right okay so I'm I'm looking after myself I'm doing well here okay where else can I be disciplined where else can I focus and hone in on I enjoy that feeling rather than just being like it's like parent your damn self yeah. just let myself be a toddler and be like yay and and succumbing to whatever notion comes to me at that point it feels good to well I myself. think hard work and discipline do feel good and you feel good yeah. at the end of the day yeah. and like I know that like the comeback to this will, would be like well, you should be able to feel good at the end of the day if you haven't been productive like every day doesn't have to be productive but it depends what you mean by productive but actually it does feel freaking good to tick things off and get things done and be working Mm -hmm. towards something or in a certain direction and we discussed on that podcast like it doesn't the goal doesn't really matter that much it's it's who you become in the process of reaching the goal and and like how you feel in that process I guess Mm -hmm. yeah Andy are you okay you look really confused all good nothing really to add to that one okay uh, okay, well, as as get another one. Um, Alice, fear of failure. Starting my own coaching business and overthinking every detail, detail, and worrying no one will even want to pay me. I'll pay you, Alice. All right, there's your first client. <laughs> there's your first client. So when someone has a fear of failure with something, or when I do myself, I always like to massively catastrophize it just to play it out. Like what, literally, Alice. What is the worst that could happen? You open a tr- you open a program, nobody signs up. What what have you lost? Maybe a little bit of your ego. So then you you figured out, right? The way I've been doing it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Do you have enough clients to run a group training program? Are you advertising in the right places? Is the product you're selling actually what people want to buy? And clearly, it's not. So you need to make some adjustments and make that better. It's all part of the process, though. Like there will be that like, you will have things that don't work the way you wanted them to work or that people don't sign up to or they do sign up, but they didn't get results and, and you'll have to change and adapt and grow. And that's part like that's why business is fun. That's why it's exciting, because the first thing you do probably won't work 
or it could be it could work better and it could be an an improvement of that first product so yeah i wouldn't like definitely don't let it stop you doing it because the worst case scenario is you end up where you are now you would literally have nothing to lose failures are learning experience like you'll probably learn more from failing than you will from succeeding because you'll pick up all the things that you know between the three of us we've probably made every mistake under this uh, that's known in the fitness industry like you know so having you know getting a good somebody who can potentially mentor you you know finding finding you know potentially a facebook group that's full of coaches that you can that you can tap into funny we've got you know these things come around quite off quite easily but you know just like subtle simple things like that like failures never failures not a bad thing it probably stings it's going to hurt a little bit but you know it's getting back up on the horse realizing that this is the mistake that you made let's rectify it let's learn from that use that mistake to motivate you and drive you forward to succeed in the next time because you know what you don't what you what you did what you did wrong and what you don't need to do the next time um i think it's i think we all i think the fear of failure is massive for like everybody for like whether it comes to dieting building muscle you know business you name it because we're all scared of what other people think I think that's probably the big one is, oh, you're going to hear, oh, well, your business failed. Well, you know, so that's, yeah, that's, it's going to smart a little bit, but, you know, you can take those learning experiences on and make a success of it from, from then on. Yeah, I think not enough people say that though. And I've maybe been guilty of not saying that as in, if someone was like to me, oh, you know, didn't you start... I don't know, say say Commit to Six never worked out. And they're like, oh, didn't you start that Commit to Six program? Most people don't really talk about it. Oh, like, oh, yeah, I did start it. Nobody signed up. So I had to make a different program that was better in a different way and serve people in a yeah. different way. Like, you don't actually hear many people say, like, talk about their failures like that. But, I mean, most people started with, like, my the business I had before Commit to Six I mean, depends how you define fail. Like, it made some money, and it. I mean, we had some clients, but it definitely wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Mm. Um, and yeah, there will be, there will be times that don't work out. And I, I think with fear of failure, it comes down to. This is why I like to catastrophize it because you kind of get to the root of the problem, and then you're like, and I'd be fine. Like, no one would sign up. I'd be a little bit embarrassed. Some of my mates might ask me what happened because I said I was going to run this program and it didn't end up being run and I'd be fine and I'd do it better mm. the next time. Same mm. with things like, oh, what if I do this? And then even really bad things like I lose my job or I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Like you would still be fine if you trust in yourself enough that you're not going to give up. Like, cool, mm. you'll find a new job you'll do something else you will make it work out because you always do and it's that confidence and belief in yourself that will help you with like the whole fear of failure thing yeah and I think like as well if your fear is that you're worried about what people will think then then get rid of that because like most people want to see everyone else succeed like most people want to see you do really well like I remember um yeah well but not better than them oh 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 my sister um 
does like facial aesthetics and stuff and she was like I'm, I'm quite nervous about putting a Q&A on my Instagram like even I get a little bit nervous whenever I put a Q&A up that no one will ask a question and she was really nervous about putting it up because she thought no one would answer a question so I was like bang and ask 10 questions and she didn't even post any of them because she got so many questions from other people but then like it's just that sort of thing that you're worried that no one's going to want to see you succeed but you're never going to know unless you put yourself out there. Yeah, and if you surround yourself with people that do want to see you succeed, yeah, you've got a hell of a lot more chance of doing so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Another question? Yes. Um, I have a story uh, about okay. um, limiting beliefs. Have you heard this? Oh, what is it called? Is it a proverb? I don't know. I remember my rowing coach spoke about this. It really didn't like... For some reason, we all found it really funny. I don't know if it was just because of the kind of guy he was. But anyway, it's about the elephant that's like tied to a peg. And as like a baby elephant, it can't pull the peg out. So it always stays tied to this like tiny peg, just like a little peg in the ground with a little bit of rope on it. And then it grows up and up and up. And it's like a fully grown elephant and still thinks that it's tied to this peg which actually it could literally just like flick over now. And that's like your limiting beliefs. That's That was the whole point of his thing. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. Do you not think baby elephants are so cute? I'm pretty sure that's, the, is that not the, the storyline of Dumbo? <laughs> <laughs> could no. Dumbo fly? Exactly. You couldn't, I didn't think he could fly, but he could fly. It's perfect. It's another proverb. There you go. Well, that's because he had really big ears and everyone laughed at him for his big ears, but his big ears actually what were what made him able to fly. See, yeah. your weaknesses can be your biggest strengths. <laughs> uh, I read a really good quote the other day. Do you want to hear it? And then see if you can guess who said it. Yeah. Right. The minute you learn to love yourself, you won't want to be anyone else. Paris Hilton. Gemma Collins. Oh, close. <laughs> to be fair, quite close. Yeah, I even screenshotted it. I was like, yes, Gemma. Yes. <laughs> it's such an obvious quote, though. It really is. <laughs> oh, I actually love that. Yeah, it's like, girls, love yourself. Because then you will love yourself. You're like, yes! It's yes, It's like Gemma. when you smile in the mirror and then... <laughs> You start smiling back. <laughs> oh. <That was> <clears throat> okay, okay, let's do the last one. <sighs> um, okay, so um, what holds me back most is probably the black-white thinking thing. I'm either on track with exercise and nutrition, sleep study, etc., or off with absolutely everything. As soon as one thing is off, the other things follow. And then I struggle to motivate myself again as this pattern has been happening for a long time now. Um, blah, 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 blah. Basically more of the same thing. Yeah, it's the black and white thinking. Either she's like on everything or one thing falls off and it's off everything. And this is so common for us to see. It's coaches, isn't it? Yeah, massively. I mean, it's, it's related to the whole like, imperfect action and on-off diet mentality and like false dichotomies of even you look at other things where that comes in like food is either good or bad you're either mm -hmm. on the diet or you're off the diet like 
you're cutting or you're bulking. Like the, it's always extremes, mm-hmm. and un, massively unhelpful. Massively unhelpful. Um, yeah, and it's because like I think keeping it simple isn't really that exciting for people, is it? Like if I say, look, just I know I know the planets haven't aligned and everything isn't perfect for you this week. Stuff's going to be difficult. Just focus on twelve thousand steps. And your calories. Literally just take two things and try and nail them. Focus right in. It's just not that exciting, is it? It's not that exciting. But I bet you'd do better focusing on those two things than if you focused on nothing. Yeah. It's or the same if you focus thing on as... everything. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same thing as when you go into the... You you know, we're back in the gyms up in Scotland now, but you go in and you see folk like try to reinvent the wheel with exercises. Mm. And you're saying like that's you're not getting anything from that like basics work basics work yeah it's not sexy but it's the simple stuff that works hit your that's why then you know the non-negotiables are like you set your non-negotiables we don't want you to i don't want to see 20 non-negotiables for the next two weeks i want to see two that you can stick to every single day without without fail steps calories protein bomb you're laughing and it's just small steps like that but i think people i think it's this whole thing it's a it's a perfectionist but a perfectionist attitude that you know it is all or nothing because that's every single fitness quotes about being all or nothing like that's why you know it's all or nothing no pain no gain everything's it's all balls to the wall like no it's not like that's consistency is key so this the less that you have to change in your life so if i gave you 25 things that i want you to do next week how many of how consistent you're going to be if i if i give you three things that you need to do next week you're going to be consistent with all three mm-hmm. because it's easier there's less to do and it's simple it's basic stuff and you'll manage to you'll manage to tick all those boxes um but yeah it's um it's that whole thing of trying to get every single thing right life doesn't always go to plan like and we just need to understand that sometimes we've previously talked to us in, in this podcast sometimes life goes to shit and you've just got to laugh and go oh well didn't work today but tomorrow's going to be different i'm going to get my three non-negotiables nailed down and it's going to be all good like there's your silver lining in the dark clouds so yeah agreed, agreed. simple okay guys if um if you have any other questions well we've got quite a lot to get through there don't we <laughs> I'll go in and reply to some of those. Yeah, good idea. Because um, there's quite a lot. And and really, really interesting thought processes. And if you have enjoyed the free group, so it's going to go on tomorrow is the last day because then we open up the Commit to Six group on Saturday for anyone who's signed up, which is very exciting. If you want to sign up, there is still a chance to sign up at esgfitness.co.uk forward slash commit to six. If you have any questions about it, please just feel free to message me. More than happy to have a chat with you or tag us in a post on Facebook or ask away. Like if you want to get an inside scoop of what it's like, unbiased, then just do a post. And I'm sure that anyone who's... What was that? Oh, the inside... Was that the inside scoop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyone who's done the course before or who is on committed will be able to tell you all about it and that's all that was your turn andy go fuck yourselves yeah